You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. And now, your starting lineup for Dirty Mo Doe. Up first from the great state of Ohio, he's the degenerate of the group who bets on anything he watches, the Chopper. Next, he's from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the man who does the real work crunching the numbers, the Professor. And last, hailing all the way from Maine, the crew chief of this misfit bunch, Steve Latar. Band is back together from the sick bay. The Choppa has returned to the studio. Chop, bet you feeling better? Man, fantastic. Fantastic. I'm telling you. <laughs> my, my man feels fantastic. We got the professor. Uh, we got to nickname the professor's office because I don't know what I want to call it, but it's just a hot mess. So, uh, would, would you, okay, once again, professor, this is audio. You have to speak. There's a lot going on in here. There is a lot going on in there. Trav's down the hall in his office. Um, it's a big week. Pocono behind us. We got a lot to talk about, both on the track and in the casino. Yes, that's right. There's a casino at Pocono. Um, legal turned 50 on Friday, so I didn't go up to Pocono until Saturday. But I got there just in time to watch an Xfinity Series race and a cup race. A lot of drama in the cup race. <laughs> All right, so listen. If you're listening to this podcast, you have to go to social media and see the chop. Because the chop today shows up in a Jumpman hat and a DH Racing 50th wind shirt. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's about time. Right to the window. Actually, I think deep down he'd only be at 46 or 47 wins if you wouldn't have called him the launcher so many times. I think you pushed him to this level of aggression. That's it. I mean, I'm definitely his in, uh, motivator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It was controversial. It was bold. Uh, I'm personally okay with it. Um, now, listen, I'm okay with it that he ran Larson up, and I'm okay if Larson runs him up at Rit Like, So I want to be clear that I'm not pick, picking sides here, but that's not aggressively dirty. Is it a little dirty? Well, yeah, but like that's what racing is. For the yeah. win? Yeah, for the win. That can't like, be. That's uh, super dirty for 10th. Yeah. It's super dirty with 50 to go. But like inside yeah. 10 to go to win, that's not dirty in my opinion. That wasn't – I didn't think it was egregious. No. Egregious, my Egregious. man. How about that? Wow, yeah. Went to school while I was gone last week. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> um, so, jobs back from member guest season in the mend. Um, we're gonna get to what's the bet. It was a big day for some of us. Um, what else? Predictor. Well, how was the predictor last week? Come on, Russ. It was pretty good. Obviously not great because he had stats. Well, yeah. I didn't have the winner. I was I was on a win streak. Who did? So Who had that winner? The chop had the winner. Oh, let's, let's talk about the sheet. It was a monster sheet. Monster sheet. Hammer. Now, self-admittedly, you truly weren't sick. You weren't hiding from the bad performance at New well, Hampshire. There was a little bit of that too. <laughs> I wasn't going <laughs> to jump out of bed for that. <laughs> for the ass whooping I took. Okay, I appreciate it. But how about Pocono? Pocono, forty-six units to the plus. And what makes that impressive? quadruple hammer on DH? Well, what I what I think that is most impressive is. You had a couple other monster weeks, but we had some longer odd winners. Yeah. So this is a low odd winner. One of the favorites one, you still found 40-something units. Yeah. Two out of three in the top tens had the winner. 
what, what seven and three in the head-to-heads? Where do you stand on your head-to-heads for the year right now, Chop, with that this past weekend? Oh, he brought stats. Uh, 50, 66 units up in head-to-heads. 135 in the winner. Those and everything else is break even or losers. Top tens are big losers. Minus twenty eight. Really? Groups minus ten. The other ones, top fives a little bit plus. Uh, manufacturer a little bit plus, but it's all in the the head to heads and then the winners. Well, somebody, somebody called uh, Eric Jones top ten. Oh, that was the pick of the week on the on the pod. Yep. I was shocked. I actually am still shocked. So three guys that I'm going to even shout out on here. It was so impressive. Harrison Burton, second top 10 of the year. Uh, really nice strategy and actually drove just a really clean race. Um, there's a second one. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., first career top 10 at Pocono in his 20th start. And Mr. Eric Jones, his eighth top 10 in 12 starts. Like, you know those are those are get, how do the books get them at plus five hundred some? That's a miss. Yeah. We talk about bad lines. That's a miss. And matter of fact, I'm going to tell you. Gosh, I hate to do this. Professor brought it to light Uh-oh. last week. It was the professor on the pod. I was blowing through it, and he was. Wait, I mean, you should have saw him. Hands up, hands would go. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Eric Jones, you skipped over Eric Jones, and he put it right there on the shelf to discuss. So I'm going to give Professor the. The double star, no lawn chair this week, but you get the two star awards like like the kids in the like your little boys when they go to school. You get two stars. I'll take the two stars. Well done, helped me a lot. All right, we're gonna no. Before we move on, don't we have a professor Steve bet that we have to take care of? It was a bet about no. It was a bet a full season bet. It was after Daytona. Oh, okay. Who were we betting? Oh, on? Was it Chase? Yeah, I think it's Chase making the playoffs or Chase winning. Making. Yeah. Making the playoffs. He was making the playoffs at two to one. It's a bad bet, but it's going to be entertaining. He's not, he probably not going to make it, but yeah, I'm going to win that bet for sure. I still think he could make it. He could pop out of the bushes at any time and go to victory lane. Why do you think that? Let me be clear. I mean, it could happen. There's honestly. zero chance he's going to show up one week and just be the fastest car. But he's got two road courses that helps. And Daytona. Yeah. And Michigan. He got a bazillion yeah. seconds at Michigan. Like he could, he could definitely do it. Yeah. We are going to tweak the format, though, if you're a consistent uh, listener to Dirty Mode Doe. We appreciate it. But instead of jumping right into the bets, we've had some feedback. And we're going to spend a little more time handicapping the field. That way, if you're a gambler, you can place it in your bets. If you're daily fantasy, you can place it in daily fantasy. If you're a degenerate like everybody on this podcast, you can bet your neighbor for dinner. I don't care what you do with the information, but we're going to handicap the bets. Kind of tears. So let's jump right into the predictor. Um, I feel like we're at Pocono again. The track doesn't look anything like Pocono, but yet the same four names are at the top. Is that right, Professor? Talk to me. Yeah, I would say you can interchange any of these guys, but Truex, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, those are my top three on the predictor shine above the rest. And listen, let's let's talk. We're going to Richmond, short track, slip as, it's slippery as snot, tires wear out. Interesting, you don't normally talk strategies at the short track. If this one runs green, there's this whole two-stop, one-stop strategy, spitting an extra time that we'll, we'll cover on on uh, television. If we get yellows, it won't matter. But this is a Hendrick-Gibbs-dominated track as of late. Correct, yes. Professor? Yes, uh, especially Gibbs, really. I think they won um, six of the last ten there. Hen- Hendricks, Hendricks um, – you say Hendrick. They really struggled there overall, though. Um, they have 
they've won um they've only won two of the last 28 races there at Richmond, I think. Really? So they're are they just in the picture? Is that why they think they run good? Well, they, they won there. They're always in the picture. They won there in the in the spring, so um I think they won two of the last 5, but that's the only wins in the last I think 28 there. All right, so so it's Truex, Byron, Larson, Hamlin, which I'll be honest, I mean, it's going to be hard to pick a track where those four aren't going to be at the top of the predictor. I mean, these guys are, in my mind, kind of separating themselves this year in, in general. Larson's probably the most hit or miss of those four. Um, I mean, it's it's truly a little bit like the stock market. He's up or down. Is that I mean, right, Professor, like when he's good, he's really good. Well, that's not true. He's kind of really good all the time. It's just a question of if he gets his really good car to the finish. Right, but what, remember, he's won. He's won both short track races this year. He won at the. That doesn't include the All Star race. He won there as well, and then you know. So in the last, and then he was second in the in the last short track race last year. So, so I think Larson is your. I would put him as the favorite of them. All right, so we're gonna star Larson as the favorite of the tier one drivers. Let's go to tier two. Small gap, but a definite gap in the predictor. Uh, we don't have to get into the numbers and the math, but th- there's definitely a delineation. Big word. How'd you like that, Professor? I, I went to ro- I went to school too, Chop. Uh, there's a delineation between the next group, second tier two drivers. Who you got? Harvick, Chase Elliott, Christopher Bell, Joey Logano. Man, that's so. Some Fords show up on the up on the screen. Yep, some Fords on the screen. Or, this is this is where Harvick's last win came. Um, and he's been top 10 and nine of the last 10 there. Um, and his, his average running position has been ninth or better in, in the last 10 there. So I think he's a, you know, that I love him right there where he's at. So when you look at Richmond, for me, one thing I do love about it, you got to have a good car. Don't get me wrong. But with the tire fall off the way it is, man, the driver just has a lot to do with it, right? Like, like. He's going to keep the rear tires on it. He can burn the rear tires off. He can make it go to crap and over, you know, he could kill a car if he wants to. Um, do we still think when we see Joe Logano down there in eighth, Penske is still a fire off team, right? Every time I watch them at the short tracks, their short run speed is just unreal. And then they kind of not as good on the long run. Right. Yeah. I'd say that's a good, good analysis from our. I mean, who was on the pole in the spring? We had no pole. Oh, rain. I have a question, Professor. What do you make of Christopher Bell early in the season, crushing it, top tens? He was fourth there at Richmond early, but lately he's been making mistakes. And I mean, he had he was sixth last week, but overall he's kind of fallen off. Yeah, he he hasn't had a top five um, since his win at Bristol Dirt. So I I, I just don't. But you look at Richmond for him. His, his worst finish in the last five races there is sixth. So what I think I will this- say about the 20 is that I just feel like he is, I don't know if he's pressing because he sees the speed out of Truex and Hamlin, but like you go to New Hampshire, right? Now, it wasn't him at New Hampshire. It was his pit crew, uh, but it's all in the same, right? You're betting on the 20 car. We use the driver's name, but the whole damn car has to perform. Um, but he did, though. Remember, he spun out because Truex is like, can't we have a rule about teammates not? And that was just on his own at the end. Yeah, but my, I guess my point is, though, they put him in the back so many times at that point, you know, he has to try to do something. Pit crew was suspect. Um, I do have a question, though. You have Chase Elliott, Tier 2. We just had a conversation about Chase Elliott making the playoffs and how you have him Tier 2. 
How is he tier two? And I, the reason I ask is because, you know, Chop's not wrong. He is definitely. He's not Chase Elliott this year. Mm-mm. Well, I would say he's not. I, I don't have him winning, but, you know, you look at the last five short track races, he's been top 10 in all of those. Um, he's 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 decent at at Richmond. Um, I, and, and he's run well. He's run decent this year. He just hasn't he's not winning speed. I think he's he scored the most or he is the best average finish over the last six races. His worst finish in the last six races is 13th. So I can't get him to win, but I can get him in that seventh, eighth, ninth range. So that must be why I think he could win anywhere, because if you run close enough to the front, it could cycle your way. So there you yeah. go. Uh, if you're a Chase Elliott fan or you're looking at him for your daily fantasy or something like this, what the professor's saying is a lot of consistency there. Now, you're probably going to pay a pretty penny in daily fantasy, and you're not going to get great odds in the book because um, he is Chase Elliott, and everybody loves him. All right, quickly, tier three. Oh, boy, a couple more fours. Blaney, Chastain, Keselowski. Shocking you have Kyle Busch as a tier three guy. Yeah, that's that's the one that shocks me the most because this is this is like a, a great track for him. You know, six career wins, most of active drivers. He's finished top ten and ten of the last eleven there. Sixteen short track races wins. So what's the so why is he tier three? What's going into the soup that's putting him down there? So there you go. He struggled in both short track races this year. He was fourteenth here in Rich at Richmond earlier this year. And he struggled honestly the last two races of the year. And let's not forget I had, for some reason, confidence in him in New Hampshire, and he hit everything. He wrecked in practice. He wrecked in qualifying. He wrecked in the race. He was for he went for the triple decker. So, so I, I mean, I, gosh knows this is going to be a real scary thing. But I believe. Do I dare say this is a fade Kyle Busch week? No way. No. I, I I'm scared to fade him anywhere. That that is absolutely true. So we're gonna put a little question mark next to fake. But here's why I say this: because everybody else is gonna. I mean, he's still damn Kyle Busch with sixty. What has he got? Sixty three wins or something like. Like he's gonna be super popular everywhere. So if the predictor has him as a tier three and he's up against tier one drivers, that's what we're gonna have to look at when we get into the bets. Let me ask you: so you're afraid to to fade Kyle Busch anywhere? What about Larson? I feel like I would fade Larson before I would fade Bush. Not on, on, any, on any given week. I hear what you're saying because if he doesn't win, he is he he has very few seconds to fist, right? Like right. like even in Pocono, regardless how he got there, the simple fact is if you're betting him, 21st. I had him in I had him in my NASCAR fantasy lineup. I was I lost twenty spots in one corner, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not blaming him, but the simple fact is those are the results. Yeah. Like, I don't blame Rick Allen when he hits a big high cut into the woods, but still the results of his driver. <laughs> um, okay, so I got so Kyle Busch is interesting. Um, Brad K, like, uh, man, Brad K, if there was going to be a lawn chair, where, but he ended up finishing okay. Where did he end up at Pocono? Um, he ended up winning me a bet. He didn't finish high enough. <laughs> he so, was 16th. He was what? 16th, but he was not good all day. But Brad, like, he was good at New Hampshire. Like, RFK is, I'm just saying we're down to Tier 3. You know, RFK is right there. Uh, speaking of RFK, Tier 4, Busher, Wallace, Briscoe, Reddick, Almirola, Bowman, throw a blanket over all of them. 
I mean, it's just a hot mess down here. Um, so the one that would surprise some people is Reddick, right? Well, that's like, the name I was getting ready to ask you about. That, and I have another guy, but go ahead. Start talking about Reddick. So, you know, never finished top 10 at Richmond. He only has two top 10s and 17 short track starts. And he's never led a lap on a short track. Say what? Yeah. You heard None. Zero. That doesn't make any sense. So it's interesting. I wonder if it's because... Like, not even under caution. So, but, here, you know, so here's the thing. When I think of Reddick, I think of, like, low grip, slipping and sliding racetracks. But they're all high speed. Right? Like, like, like Miami, lights out. Right? The guy's unbelievable. Kansas, spectacular. So is it a finette, like... I put a. We're gonna have go have a conversation uh, with the forty-five team and the crew and the crew chief and Tyler himself. I'm gonna say, hey man, what, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him this week. That's some good on-air stuff. You're gonna have to listen on USA to get the answer. Um, but I'm gonna ask him what because that's great. Like because you're driven for a couple different companies, you would think. I was gonna ask the same about Alex Bowman, Richmond winner in the past. You got him all the way down in 18th. Now I know he has no top fives since his injury. He has no his top last tens. top five, no top tens, excuse me. Uh, top ten, his last top ten was in April, early April. Ooh. So is it just that's why he's here? It's just he's just bleeding yeah. points, just not yeah. good. Because he's decent at Richmond. Um, you know, he's won there. He's he, He's been top ten there. In Where was he in the spring? Six. In the spring, he was eighth after well, starting saying, on the pole. I'm not saying your predictor's wrong, but this is my point about handicapping the day, right, is is it's impossible to predict everything, but let's just try to see what we're trying to do. I have a lot of questions about Tier 5. Suarez, I believe, is Tier 5. Priest, I thought would be better than the short track, so let me just say it once again. SHR is terrible, other than Kevin Harvick. I mean, terrible. The 14 got absolutely destroyed by the 77, dumped in turn three, but the better question is, why are you racing the 77? Like, I would be a bad – see, I would be not a good team president because when they were like, well, the 77 ran me over, I'm like, I'm not even going to give that a response. <laughs> like, I mean, really. You know what I mean? That's like – that's like, come on. Um, Ty Gibbs, though, in 20th. Man, I feel like it's disrespectful. The man got a top five at Pocono. Now the Toyotas were blazing fast. And they will be this week. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. But he only has two top tens in the last 13 races. Like so, it's not like he's setting the world on fire. It's just he—he's our best rookie. Um, he started out the season well, but I think um, he had the best pit crew. Kind of that statistically, he has the best pit crew over there. Oh, let's give it. What's the pit crew number? Oh, oh, oh Professor, super impressed. Go ahead, Professor. You have the floor. Let's have pit crew rankings. I—I uh, I have him as 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 one of the the you can argue the best pit crew. So I will say, if that's ever going to show up, now he has to qualify good, because if he doesn't qualify good, he's going to have a crap stall, and it's going to be a problem. But if he could qualify in the top, let's see, stall 1, 10, 11. There's probably eight good ones. Ah. If he qualifies in the top 12, 14, he'll have a good enough stall. And this, what I go back to Richmond, four tires, man. Just put, come in. It's like Darlington. Just come on in and put your four tires on. So if you do have a good pit stall, pit crew, and a good pit stall, that can be plus five or six spots over the course of the race. Explain the importance of the pit stalls here at Richmond. So pit stalls at Richmond overall are a little bit shorter just because the track is short. They grew years ago when we went from 43 to 40 stalls. 
Um, but you got to remember, uh, you know, NBC takes a stall for our pit box. We have NASCAR has a pit box they use for some of their sponsors. So, you know, like there, you, there's still more than 40 pit stalls, but they're not available. And a couple different things. There's a little bit of a curve. So you kind of, there's a curve getting in, a straightaway, and then a curve getting out. And what that curve does is it gives you some really good stalls. Because if you can be like right at the end of the straightaway, now you don't have to turn as much, right? Because the pit, the kind of pit road goes left, so you can kind of go straight. And the other thing is that short track specifically, the air pressure on the tires is kind of so low, they do not really want to get in and out of the box as well. Um, and they're just small in general. So if you don't, and oh, the only saving grace is there won't be a lot of cars on the lead lap if we have a long green flag line early. That will help. Um, but if it's a caution-filled race and we don't get a lot of cars a lap down, man, it can be damn I-77 traffic and you don't have a toll pass. You just got to sit there and bumper to bumper. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad. Um, I don't think we need to go back even farther, although there's some big names down here like Eric Jones, McDowell, Stenhouse. you got these Tier 6. Cindric, I kind of believe. Gillen, Harrison, Haley, and LaJoy. I'd love to be nicer. LaJoy, Stunk at Richmond. Um, Haley stunk. Burton. I thought Burton was a little better, no? I thought their short tracks was the highlight, if there was a highlight. Nah. Can't get there? Well, let's jump to the top then. Jones, McDowell, Stenhouse Jr. Nothing, huh? Tier six. Yeah, and, and you'd think Eric Jones, uh, this could be a good place. He He's not good here. Well, we're going to believe the stats. All right, well, then uh, there you have it. Is there anything else you want to say? Is there anything else handicapping before we move to bets that you say, wasn't Ryan Blaney awful at Richmond for so long and he's just now starting to figure it out? Yes, that's correct. Now, the, the, one, the one we can maybe mention here is Austin Dillon. Okay. Um, five of his 11 short track top tens have come here. So if if you want to try to get him on a top ten bet, and he's down um, at tier five, so yeah, so that's a tier five value. Okay, he's okay. he's finished top eleven in six of the last nine Richmond races. He's led some laps here lately. Uh, I'm not saying to bet him, but if if you no, have no, no, some no. kind of no, what you're saying is he's a tier five driver that you think, with the right circumstances, could could perform a little better than that yes like for instance you would take dylan over jones or mcdowell or stenhouse or Sindrick. you would take dylan in all of those yes all right see this is the handicap in 101 hope you get your fantasy lineup set i'm climbing up the standings with my fantasy lineup uh let's put it into the book you ready shop let's, let's talk about it <laughs> let's let's you ready do that let's yeah maybe, let's uh because the way we do it on the weekends when i actually make the yeah, bets yeah 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 is we try to pick three or four guys we that we like in action and it could be at any level it could be ad in that that's correct in that zone right but try to find three or four guys so, yeah, explain that, that. so explain to the listener how like how you dissect all this on a sunday morning how do you get to what you're going for so the way really the way it's pretty simple i mean we take all of the information that we get from here from the professor identify three or four or five guys and it isn't all the top guys, right? I mean, you can't pick you can't pick the four four the four top guys every week. I mean, right. obviously they're the best chance, but we try to find the ones that have the in their competitive zone of who they're racing against. Who do we like best? So in this case, we just talked about AD and his zone. Mm-hmm. So if we can find action for him that's positive against the guys he's racing with, that's where you find opportunity. So we find three or four guys that we like, and we find three or four guys that we would fade from a 
from a betting perspective. Correct. Right? Correct. So we're not going to fade Kyle Larson in uh, a chance to win. But the idea is, he, as of the four guys, he may be the least favorite from our perspective on a betting perspective off the sheet. So let's try to – if we because that's how I do it. Then I, then I go from there. Once I've got those identified, then it's, okay, where do I find the value for there? So if Larson's one of my guys I want to bet on – Where's the best value? Is it in the win? Is it in the top three or five? Is it the manufacturer? Is it in a particular head-to-heads? And so you try to get the best one or two bets that feature Larson and where we have the best value and place him there. And don't get overexposed. Don't have right. so much on Larson that if he hits the fence, you lose yeah. nine different bets. That's right. So I try to keep you know, any one driver maybe three bets, four bets total. And that's really where the Eric Jones conversation came in because – when I say it's a bad line, there's no such thing as a bad line. They make it. They can do whatever they want. What we're talking about is a line that we don't agree with. It's a miss by the casino. Like what we're ta- When we say a bad line, we're talking about something overlooked by the people that have all the money, right? Like, and that's what Eric Jones was. That's why the professor almost jumped through the screen and said, hey, you got to bet him. So, so if we start with to win, right? So our tier one drivers, Truex, Byron, Larson, Hamlin, guess what? Truex, Larson, Hamlin, Byron is the only one that's not on the top four at nine to one. Right. They have all of them. I would say. So the key is of those four, who do you like? Who the do best? you like the best? Right. And, and what the professor said is he thought Larson was the hottest on the short tracks and he's five to one. And he's due. It's been a while. Feels yeah. Like. Yeah. And I think, you know, we see a lot of, um, even though the Richmond races aren't close, I won't say repeat winners, but we see a lot of repeat faces. Like whoever ran really good at Richmond in the spring is right, right there in the fall. Like it was a, a year ago, it was Harvick, Hamlin, Byron. And, and the strategy, it literally came down like a couple cars in lap traffic on who won those races. Then you go to the fall and guess what? It was the same damn three cars running again. Like it was, it was a replay of the race with a couple other um, cautions mixed in. So for that reason, I think Larson at five to one is kind of a, you got to have them on the board to win. Like you can't avoid them to win, even if it only is at five to one. Or you got to have them on the board somewhere. Yeah, you got to be on your sheet to win. I mean, do you just put like a half a unit then for Larson, or do you go full chop? I think we got to wait till we move over and see where else we can have them. But yeah, Larson's in green for sure. We like Larson. Yep. Um, Byron is a tier one driver who's who's seventh on the odds. That's interesting. Let's keep going, Harvick. You know, he's almost – he's a Tier 2 driver. You could argue maybe, maybe not. Like, But Bell is the perfect example of what, what Professor just said, right? Like, So they're giving him a lot of respect because you would think he would be great, but Professor doesn't love his – just uh, you, you're not so feeling it. In that case, so if you, if you take it Tier 1, if you pick – I think well, if, we, if, we, if we went through and picked who we thought the favorite of the tiers were and who was the, yep. the fade of the tier – Right, right. That would help us. That's what I'd end up doing, basically, because yep. they're tip- typically your your action is going to be their your actions against guys that are in their same field for them, you know, in their yep. same tier, right? So if you like Larson as the favorite in tier one of those four, who would you? Who would I take him over? Yep. Right. Who, who in that group is going to underperform against that group? Right, against that group. And normally in the matchups, we've been avoiding that because we think it's going to take a win to win that matchup, or especially a group bet. We avoid it because we're like, we think that's going to be the race for the win is those four drivers. So that's why I would be like, when you and I talk Sunday morning, um, I'm like, hey, I would avoid these four against one another because that's the race for the win. Yep. Um, 
you know, versus like a group, a tier one versus a tier three, right? So when I look down at odds to win, man, they're tight. I mean, we got how many drivers less than 10 to one? One, two, three, four, five, six guys less than 10 to one on the board. They're just, there's not a lot of value. I mean, I think the books are starting to see the, so, the dominant drivers. So look at, look at tier two in that strategy, yep. picking the best, right? So we talked about Bell's struggling a bit. He's half the odds that Elliot is. Right. So, there, so in tier two, you might say, now we also talk about it, where's Harvick at? Harvick's yeah. going to be a favorite. He's seven and a half, yeah. Yeah, so in that group, you know, maybe what I would look at and say, okay, of that group, Bell's the guy that I would fade in that group. I think I think the book is giving Bell more respect than we believe it's going to be. Right. I agree. Right. And then, so now you say of the rest that are left, Harvick, Elliott, or Logano, which of those three are most likely to best perform? And another general statement I'll say about Richmond is, when is the last, and I hate to use the word surprise, when is the last winner at Richmond that, I'll just say it was a surprise. First win of the year or a guy we didn't see. Like, it doesn't jump out at me as a track professor. So, so re- please double check me here. Like, list the last 10 winners. Like, these are big names, right? Bowman would be your big surprise one there. In, and in what the year lab. was that? That was 2021. And, and, the and spring. even then, like, yeah. And and something happened at the end there. It was it was more of a strategy thing. Like beat him on a restart or something. It was I a restart with ten to go, and he just led the last ten laps. So. Well, so my point to Chopper's bet is like this isn't a week that I would say Keselowski, Almarola, Bowman, Busher, Gibbs to win. I'm like, man, I just, I I don't know. I'm just I'm not saying they can't, but I could see a surprise winner at Michigan. I could see a surprise winner at Pocono. I and I don't see it at Richmond. I just don't see it. Like. Mm-hmm. Fast cars stack the front. So, so I have a question. How how long of odds does Chase Elliott need before you can bet him? I think he's getting there at sixteen to one. I'll be honest. Um, this is the first week I've looked up there and said I don't see the fan push. Like normally, I said, oh, he should be a ten to one, but he's a seven to one because the fans love him, right? Sixteen to one, I think, is starting. I mean, he's an eighteen time winner. I know he's not great right now. But you have him in the Tier 2 driver, right? So now you have a Tier 2 driver who's 10th on the odds. He's 16-1. to 1. I was looking up there and saying if they're, quote, a long shot, I was between Logano and Elliott at 12-1 to 1 and 16-1. to 1. I think those are a coin flip. So I would take Elliott at 16-1 to because um, I just don't believe the power of Hendrick Motorsports isn't fully behind the, trying to get this nine car in the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying that can magically fix it, but – but, Professor, you know that company as well as anyone. It's all hands on deck, including the man with his name on the building, to get that nine in the playoffs. And when that focus gets a put on a car, um, it's real. And that's why I think he can win a race. And at 16 to 1, I think, I mean, you, you're the better. What do you think? Like, does that 16 to 1 give you that, a little bit of interest? Or that's this... my bet of the week. Oh, 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 early call, bet of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I came in here thinking. Ring the bell. I came in here thinking it was going to be a back to back for DH. Yeah, which I still like, and Could I'll still, be. I'll still fire. Be. But my bet for the week for the pod, Chase Elliott. So me and the NASCAR storylines is I think after being put in the fence or run up the track, I think Kyle Larson comes back with a vengeance and dominates a bazillion laps, hmm. and and you know gets out and says something, and the crowd cheers, and yep, 
Just I've seen too many storybook NASCAR type things. But take, take the odds out of it, Steve. How many drivers would you have to pick where you say I feel comfortable? I have the winner in my group. Would it be eight drivers? In Richmond, I could take seven or eight probably. Like some weeks you can't do that, but at Richmond, I think um, if you gave me Truex, Larson, Hamlin, Harvick, Byron, that's it. Chase. If I could have seven, I would take Logano, but I probably don't need him. I probably could take five and feel really good about it. What's that smirk for? Yeah, what's that, <laughs> Professor? <laughs> I was looking at Travis. No, I, my smirk was we're looking at each other. My smirk was just it was I wanted I was hoping that's what the case would be to show that like how tight this really is. Like when you take out the odds, like you feel comfortable with just those five. That just shows like how dominant those guys are. Yeah. I tell you what, the odds I can't wait to see is the Indy Road Course with Shane Van Gisbergen back in there because you ain't gonna get him at a hundred to one now. <laughs> ain't happening. All right, so so that's the odds to win. Chop talked about it. Top three, top five. We really haven't. Have you bet many top threes or fives? I haven't seen. Like, here's a real question. Think about this. You want to talk about how fast the four guys are? Truex, Larson, and Hamlin are minus money to run in the top five. That's awful. Like, you know how hard it is to run in the damn top five? Like, I'm not trying to be smart here, but this happens to golfers all the time. And the same thing happens to race car drivers. They're so good, you think it's easy. Like, like Junior Motorsports, I hope the ceiling doesn't crash when I say this, they, they, they completely gave away the Saturday race. <laughs> they gave it away. They couldn't close it out. And, and that's okay. That's what Saturdays are for, is learning and younger drivers. Like, I'm not picking on them. If you put... Any of the guys I just mentioned, cup champion level guys, they don't give up races like that. Like when you have the best car, you're right there in the mix. So my point is, you know, like these these guys are so good, um, they make it look easy. But a top five minus money, please, no way. There's way too much that can happen. Way too. And the problem is, I could put all four of them in the top five, which is what throws away every other bet I have for a top five. Right. Top threes. We've never found a top three we like, even at plus money. Um, would you agree with that, Professor? Is anybody you're willing to lock, stop, and stamp a top three? Yeah, no, no. Like I would do Larson, but you know, look at those odds. It's yeah, my well, it's top ten. Same issue. I kind of have a top ten. Is there are eleven drivers at minus money? Well, guess what? There's only ten spots. So, like, like you already said it right. Red. Let's go through drivers at plus money because that's the only place we're going to even consider. We'll start with Blaney. Blaney is even money to run in the top 10. Professor doesn't look excited by it, right? Like his, no, exactly. What, what's Gibbs' record at R- Richmond? He was ninth there earlier this year. 36th and ninth. He's going to have a fast car. I, I could argue Gibbs, or is Keselowski really look even at, money? Look at Bubba. Yeah. Wow. How much would Gibbs' odds change for a top 10 after qualifying? Oh, he's gonna. It's gonna drop. Not much more than that, though. You don't think if he qualifies in the top ten, Chop would know. He watches the lines the most. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Gibbs. That's about where he falls. That's about where he falls every week. Okay. Yeah. Um, One that surprises me is Bubba plus two fifty. You know his what's his numbers there? So he, I think of him as a short track racer. He won Martinsville in a truck, um, but his Richmond numbers. That team's got some issues. Yeah, he does not have a top ten at Richmond. So I hate to say this, and I'm just going to say it, though. I think Bubba's a decent race car driver, but to be an elite-level athlete in any sport, you got to be able to close. 
We just talked about it in the Xfinity Series. You got to be able to close. And I don't mean for the win. Right? We talk about the winner all the time, but it's not just the win. Like you got to be able to close. There's going to be a restart with eight to go at Richmond, and you got to be able. You got to find five spots. You can't be the guy that gets shipped out of line, and and poor Bubba just seems to be the guy getting shipped more than the guy going forward. Now certain tracks go to Michigan. Circle Bubba right now. Bubba at Michigan is going to be a rocket ship, and that's the type of track he's going to win at, in my opinion. He um, only has two lead lap finishes at Richmond. Yeah, so there's no chance. I, I, there's some. I'm listening. Yeah, as you go in the top ten, you, you got AD. I like AD at four and a half to one, right? That's kind of like the Eric Jones bet. It's longer odds than Jones. Jones had better numbers than Dylan does, but Dylan at Richmond, you're saying there's there there's a you like that as a legit yeah. chance. But see, I'm looking at it, and I would say AD at four fifty, right? Yeah. And then Ricky and Jones at seven hundred plus. To me, I I put all three in the same bucket that they have the same same chance. Okay, so let's talk about Richmond 10. specifically. There you go, Dylan. Haley, no, I lied. Dylan, Stenhouse, Jones, specifically at Richmond or short tracks. It's Austin Dylan all day long. Wow. Okay. So I agree with you, but this is the next level I think of our thing is, is I think Stenhouse is having a great year, career year. He'd be in the playoffs now without a win. How about that for a stat? He has enough points. He'd be in the top 16 without a win. So congratulations, Ricky. Like that's a, that's, he's doing an amazing job. So the point, though, is... At this track or short tracks, man, I just Jones and Sten. I mean, I don't see it. Okay, that's good because I would have lumped them all together and said I would take the highest odds, and I probably would have went Jones. Jones, yep. The numbers would say not and take Dylan. All right, let's flip over to the bet. We're done with ten. I mean, we're not going any lower than that. There's no chance. No. I mean, those are just throwing away money. Uh, Blaney versus Logano, Penske versus Penske. Let's go back Ooh. to our sheet. We got Logano is the bottom of Tier 2, but still a Tier 2. Blaney's the top of Tier 3. Blaney getting plus money against Joseph Logano? Yes. Like I, I have this as a coin flip. Like Once again, I think it's the bad odds. Now, it's a coin flip. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, and anybody could go at it either way. But put that in dark green. That's a Blaney versus Logano. Matter of fact, I would say you should you better take it early because if Blaney out-qualifies him, it could flip the other way. Um, right. Blaney versus Logano, coin flip. What do you say, Professor, on the head-to-head tool? You're going to oh, say Logano. That's why he's minus money. Long. All day long, Logano. He's minus 145. Keselowski and Reddick. Keselowski all day long for me on, on those two. See, and he's the dog. Barely, but the dog. Keselowski. Short track, man. He's veteran at short track. He's going to be pretty yeah, solid. I like that, I too, actually. I actually like that better than Blaney over Logano. Um Bell and Truex, I'm, I mean, listen, it's Truex. It's just a question if it's a minus 140. He's, I think he's going to outrun Bell. The predictor would agree. Yep. Um, Elliott and Bush. So here you go. So if we're going off predictor, this is a this is a wrong line per the predictor. Chase Elliott on the predictor is a two, second-tier driver. Kyle Bush is a tier three driver, almost at the bottom. And Elliott... Is, is even money against Bush. Bush is the heavy favorite at minus 135. So purely off the predictor. Um, and listen, Bush, like I said, wrecked three times at New Hampshire. So, I, and and Professor, like we said, we're not going to fade him, right? Professor, we're not going to go against Kyle Bush across the board, but you feel better about Chase Elliott. You would think this is a bad line. Yeah, I, I'm, I think this is a Chase Elliott bet. 
I, I agree. Man, we're finding some good head-to-heads here. Yeah. Byron and Harvick, this one's hard. I think they're going to duel. I mean, I know Harvick's a Tier 2 driver, but barely. Byron's having a monster year. It wouldn't shock me if Byron wins the race. Um, I, I don't. It would be a no action for me on Byron or Harvick at the moment. Um, Bowman and Suarez. Predictor has them running right next to one another, which shocks me. I would think Bowman would be better, but it has been a struggle. Bubba and Gibbs. And please, predict, uh, Professor, if you disagree, just jump right in. Bubba and Gibbs. Um, we have, you would say, Bubba by a little, and I, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, you're right. Bubba by a little. and Bubba by a little, and he's even money, but I don't know. See, I would look at Gibbs in that. Bet. Trend in the wrong way. I, I'd have to have close. I, I'm not going to get bit. I, see, I wouldn't take it at minus 135, but like minus 120 I might. Um, and then Larson and Hamlin, that's a win bet. So you might as well. I mean, those two are going to race for the win. Um, plus, there's, there's, there's a little bit of fire there. They could wreck each other. Who knows? I don't think they would look at Chop's face. I mean, I think it's a low priority. Like, I don't think Young's not a guy that's going out to wreck anybody. No, nah, I agree. Reddick, minus 300 against Austin Dillon at plus 220. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. So head-to-head, the like the season all goes to Reddick. But when you go to track and, and track type, it all goes to Austin Dillon. Uh, that's it's, real. It's moved. It's now down to plus 180. Still a hammer. Still a hammer, yeah. Dylan over Reddick. Dylan getting plus 150 or better is an absolute jump on it. Two feet, cannonball in. It's almost a coin flip, and you're getting I think it's jobs. a coin flip. I totally think it's a coin flip. Um, not to mention, they have beat. Dylan was throwing his helmet at Tyler Reddick in turn yeah. one at Pocono. So if it's a last lap move, let me go ahead and tell you, Dylan's going to win the matchup. See, do you because... think this is Books realizing some drama on the track last week? I hope so. We have this. We have the Larson Hamlin at a couple of spots. Like, yeah. I hope that's if there the was reason. there a Priest. If there was a Priest Corla Joy up there, then there we'd is. have it's all next. of them. It's the next one. That's a plus. Like, so listen. Right. That's I, let me get for. on my soapbox for a minute. I've been ripping the books for the bad bets. I'm going the opposite. Bravo. Like, this is the sport, right? It, it's about hate and rivalries and beating the crap out of each other. Bravo. This is A plus work by the books to, to carry last week's story forward. Well, I could tell you the Reddick Dillon matchup in the world of the turn one. So listen. To give Dylan credit, people are picking on his helmet throw. It's a damn big track. You know how far he threw that helmet? Like, that isn't a five-yard throw. I mean, my man, he threw that thing 60, 70 feet up the damn hill. That was a good throw. Um, <laughs> all right, well, for sure, Dylan over Reddick. LaJoy and Priest. I can't, I can't get on board with anything there. You know, you, you'd think Priest, but not at minus 200. Yeah. And you couldn't you can't bet Corey. I mean yeah. Love the next one. Gibbs Keslowski. I'm on the Gibbs train right now. You must be, because I'm, I'm thinking the you, other side of it. So. That man is he's fast. Okay, now listen. Just hold on a minute. I'm gonna pick on you for a minute. Okay. This is a two tier split. Keslowski is a tier three driver and Gibbs is a what tier a five driver. You bet. Absolutely. All right. Mark it down. 24 frosty cold delivered Miller Lights. Love it. Bet. <laughs> Bottles. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't Wait, I'm try- it we're trying not. to do better. We're trying to lose weight. That's a bad bet. Oh, well, uh... <laughs> one month Peloton. No, one month Peloton subscription. <laughs> it's 40 something bucks. I've got a 10 year subscription I've used oh. four months. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stick with the beers. Let's stick with the beers. <laughs> 
No, no, I got a better one. Yeah. I got one. I got one. You guys are going to laugh. Whoever loses has to go into Costco and buy our golf gloves next time. Perfect. Because it's a little, you got to go all the way in the back. It's right by the deli. You got to go in there. They have the best golf gloves. They're only 20 something bucks. It's a concept of going all the way into Costco, waiting in line. So for a pack of Costco golf gloves, I got Kozlowski over Gibbs. Write it down, Trav, because I already forgot the other bet from last week. All right. Oh, I love this one. I'm on the exact opposite side. I'm all in on the predictor. That way, if I'm wrong, it's Russell's fault. All right, Larson and Hamlin, we're avoiding Bell and Harvick. I, we said we we didn't love Bell here. Um, you know they're uh, in the same group. I like that. I like Harvick. I I'm off the Harvick's going to have to win somewhere train, but Harvick has. He runs What's the predictor good. say? Or not the predictor? Right the head to head. The head to head has Bell by a by a hair. But they're so close together, though. Yeah, so if you like the veteran, I, I don't think you're wrong, Chop. I don't, I don't hate the Harvick over Well, you, to, you know, where can you take – we like Harvick as a, as a whole. Where do we take well, him? Well, that's what I was going to so say. I'm scanning the, the matchups to see if we can get over I don't like him bets. over Byron, I can tell you that. I don't oh, see man. anything else down here. Um, these are a lot of the same ones we had at our friends at DraftKings. I don't think we need to keep going. Let me go over to groups here. All right, so here's the problem I have. Group A is a winning bet. Truex, Larson, Hamlin, Bell, no dice. I'm taking one, but I will say, interestingly enough, it's five. It's four and a half to one for Truex to win the race, two twenty to win the group. But I think he's going to have to win the race to win this group. So, Harvick, Bush, Byron, Logano. Um, I don't hate Byron in there at plus two seventy, uh, because I I have him as a, like I said, he's a tier one driver and the only tier one driver in that group. Chastain, Elliott, Blaney, Reddick. Um, Elliot. Yeah, it's Elliot to be honest. Yeah, Elliot plus two ten. Gibbs, Keselowski, Bowman, Almarola. This is the same thing we just talked about. Gibbs. So I have a question. Back to our. Um, I know you have these heads ups, but where would you? T- let's talk about the. You're on the Gibbs train. Yep. Do you like this? Is two to one when you talk about group bets in general? This is more of a you know. Yep. What odds are you looking for? Like two plus two ten. He has to outrun three other guys. Depends on who they are, obviously, but. That's, you know, what I don't like in the groups is when you get a plus 150 or a plus 170 okay. or something. Okay, so you, so, so, so if I see that, that means there's usually someone in the group that you're getting a plus 300 for. And you'll go the and other so way. Yeah. as long as it's, you know, I, I look and say, are they coin flips, right? Mm-hmm. In this group, to me, I think Gibbs is the, is the best, and it's relatively, I say I would take Gibbs in that group. And plus 210 is enough. I don't think you and I are split I think, Gibbs Kozlowski. So yeah, we, I so mean, it's no different than a heads up. We, me, you right. and I are yeah. split on this one. And so Bowman and Almirola, I don't think that they're going to, I wouldn't think they're going to be. I thought Almirola used to run good at Richmond. Is that fair? Yes. He ran pretty good at New Hampshire this year. Yes. This, this used to be a decent track. Did we overlook some value there? Um, probably. Uh, probably. He, he's been um, top 10 in three of the last six there. He's plus two fifty for a top ten. Three of the last six. So here's here's a so if you look I at just, group, they're look so at, bad though. Look at so if we're looking at Gibbs for a second. Group yeah. D, you got yeah. him. Uh, you're swapping out for Group F. Reddick for Kozlowski. No, for no. Gibbs Bowman for Almarola. I think Almarola is more dangerous than Reddick. Right. Like if you could get Almirola and Reddick in a matchup, I'd take Almirola. But then this by doing that, you get gives it plus two sixty versus two ten. I hear you. Yeah. So I would actually. So to your point, Chop, 
uh, if you go over to a different sports book, they have a group where Gibbs is plus 260, and you've taken Almirola out and put Redick in. And like I said, I actually think Almirola is more dangerous than Redick, which is crazy to say. But at New Hampshire, Dover, and Richmond, Almirola is pretty dangerous. Um, you know, like like when you think about just SHR and you look at like the blips of finishes, it's going to be those tracks for that guy. All right, what else we got over here? We got uh, winning team Toyota or Chevy. Plus 140, plus 165. You said Toyota's dominant, but Hendrick won in the spring, so that would be a Chevy. Um, Chase Elliott last week was plus uh, 155 to make the playoffs. It's now 225. You can bet it. You'd be better off to bet him to win every week. That, okay. So there you go. That, but but that's, shop, that's a great point by Chopper, right? So there's five races. So say you were going to put 50 bucks on Chase Elliott to make the playoffs because you love him. You'd be better off to put $10 every week on him to win because it's, it's going to take a win. And your 10 bucks would be 160 this week if he wins. Right. There you go. Betting advice from the man in the DH Racing 50th win hat or shirt. I mean, he's got full swag. You should have saw him get out of the car out in the parking lot, man. He had a full strut towards the building. He was like, couldn't wait. Uh, oh, boy. All right, over here are these other props. Wednesday. How about let's just do? I like this because I hit this one time. Stage one winner. I feel like stage two winner wins the race here often. Okay, so that's that's your take. Hold on, let's see. That's my take. That's why. Listen, I'm not too proud to say Professor will tell me what the stats are. He's shocked at some of the BS that I can remember, and then he's shocked at some of the factual stuff I can't. One time. So it has happened. <laughs> 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 all right let's move it along i think we're good i think we got some stuff um guys listen chop you weren't here last week so i'm going to repeat it again dirty mo media is heading back to bristol with its extravagant all-inclusive ultimate experience tailored specifically for dirty mo media fans and for sure the dirty mo Doe fans join us september 16th for the nascar cup series bristol night race and enjoy a luxury vip suite experience that includes check it out Parking passes, an appearance by the host of Door Bumper Clear, some free swag. This is where we get super focused. All the food you can eat and all the beer you can drink. Oh, boy. There's a good chance the chop might be in person. Tickets sold out well in advance last year, so don't wait. Get your ticket today at DirtyMoMedia.com forward slash ultimate experience shop. You're going to be up there, right? We're going to play a little golf that week in the mountains. Yeah. You going to go to the race maybe? Yeah, I'm, I'm there. All right. Sounds like if you uh, are at the Dirty Mo Media experience, you're going to see the chop because that's Travis getting chop a ticket because uh, <laughs> chop now has to have a place to sit at Bristol. So that's on you, Trav. He sounds like he's going to have to take one of your tickets. So they did sell out early. They're going to sell out even earlier now because we're giving them away. To the chop. And he comes with a group, and I hope he brings the same group he brought last year. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, what's the bet. We want to get into what's the bet? Let's do what's the bet before we get into Xfinity. I don't even want to talk about this, but let's do it. I lost. Chase Elliott win Xfinity. Not only did he not win, he was in the last 20 laps, but he wasn't in the first two-thirds of the race. It was unbelievable. Travis lost. Keselowski after stealing... For the professor's group bet, then he lost. I will, I will admit, like, I didn't hear it when we were doing the pod live, and I'm editing, and I hear Professor go, I'm taking Kozlowski group B. That's going to be my bet. And not 30 seconds later, you go to what's the bet, and I go, give me Kozlowski group D. And I was wondering why your reaction was so, like, shocking. Well, now all. my question is, if you're the producer, shouldn't you listen? 
I, but I was also. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not well, a producer, on. but I think listening would be part of the job. Hold on a second, though. I was also. Now having, I know why Denny got fined. You didn't listen to him either. I was having to co-host too because one of our hosts was sick. No, he was. He didn't get out of the feathers for three straight days. I blame Chop. Oh, that's a stretch. Welcome to my world. Uh, Chop with the walk-off big win, uh, plus 500 win of Denny Hamlin going whoop, to victory whoop. lane. Oh, boy, there that it put, is. That puts Chop to minus two still. Hey, that's, that's okay. All right. And I'm Russ pro- is the leader in the cup house. He won the Keselowski over Blaney bet. All right, so that means I get to start. I had a bet. I said it was going to be my bet. What the hell was I going to say? Oh, I'm taking Larson to win. It's a good bet. All right, next up is the Trav. Now, have you listened to everybody? Because Chop has already stated he was going to take a bet, and if you take it, he's going to be pissed. Now, you have every right to take it. I'm going to take the ball for that. I'm no. going to take Chevy to win. Plus 165. All right. Next up, it's the Chop. You're sticking with your – Yeah, I'm coming from the top rope. Chase Elliott, big 16-1. to one. That's it takes a, a lot. It takes a lot for me to bet an Elliott, too. I know. All right, Professor, what BS bet you're going to take that you haven't talked to about the whole show, and now you're going to tell us it's the best bet on the <laughs> he's board? Trying to lock, he's going to go for the you know, point one winner. No, right? I think he's going to go. I think my gut tells me. My, 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 no, I think he's going to take Austin Dillon over Reddick, but let's see. Um, I really want to take Almondinger to win the Xfinity race, but those odds are awful. We haven't even got there yet. You know, you got his. Come on, come on. It's even I, money though. So yeah, that was my bet. I was going to take. I'll take That's Keselowski versus Reddick. Kez over Reddick. All right, let's get over here. Let's go Xfinity race. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I never thought I would say this ever in my life. Xfinity's in a different location. This is a crazy story. They're in Road America. Almendinger is a Cup full time driver trying to make the playoffs, and he won't even be in Cup practice. He's going to go race the Xfinity race, which I think is baffling or brilliant. I'm not sure which. Hmm. If I, I'll tell you what it is, and I'll say it right on here. If I was a partner on his cup car, I'd be unhappy, which I'd love to know what the partner is because it might be Matt Collins Companies, which means he can do whatever the hell he wants because he owns all of it. He said that uh, Matt had the, the first the say on it. Well, Matt Collins owns it, so we don't have to agree with it. He damn spends his own money, so congratulations. My point is, Almendinger is even money to win the race, and there's not another bet on the board I think is realistic. He is going to absolutely murder them if he doesn't break. So let's just assume he breaks for a minute, Professor. Who's, got, who's the next guy up behind? I mean, am I wrong? Like, what's Almendinger's record? It, it, it's like some. Uh, he, he's got 11, 11 road course wins, and, and he's won there. And, and the other problem is. These are non-competitive pit stops, so like it's not like strategy is going to get them. So non-competitive, let me just tell the fans at home what that means. So when the Xfinity goes to a different location, the pit crews you see on Sunday are the same pit crews that would do the Xfinity race in some sort of mixture on Saturday. So to help, like Junior Motorsports, like Colleague, you know, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars, if not six figures, flying pit crews from Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, down to Richmond. And then if you have weather, then what? Right now, you're now it's just not good. So what they've done is it's non-competitive, which means there are certain breaks within the race. You get three minutes. It's the only time you can put fuel on. You can put tires on. Everybody's going to put tires. Well, I say everybody is. It's a repaved road America, but I assume you'd still put tires on every time. So there's no jumbling up of the field is what the professor's saying. There's no speeding on pit road. So Almanick is going to sit on the pole, and he's going to drive out to a five-second lead. He's going to run to the first pit stop and do it again and again and again and then fly to Richmond. That's my prediction. 
So if Allmendinger somehow breaks, because that's the only way, or has a flat tire, who's next up? Custer, Custer for me, has won two of the last three road course races, but those odds aren't good. Creed has been really fast, and he's a road course guy. Parker? Um, I like Parker at 16 to 1, but, you know, he's got all that pressure on him to win. So I'm of the so me me and the professor have the same exact opinion, right? Like if you want to bet it, bet Almondinger. If you don't want to bet it because it's even money, I understand he's going to win the race unless he breaks. Uh, if you wanted another bet on the board, you could throw a little jingle on Kligerman at sixteen to one to have a long shot out there. But just sit back and watch Almondinger do what Almondinger does. How about matchups? Hill versus Nemechek. I take Austin Hill, but not. But you don't love it. No. I don't know. Nothing up here really excites me. All right, guys, it's that time. Let's pick them. DraftKings, five bets to watch. We're going to have to start with Chopper's bet of the week. Chase Elliott, 16 to 1. You still love it, right? That's your, you're watching That's that it. bet. You're on yep. it. You're not watching it. You're I'm on it. I'm on it. Yep, that Monopoly money. Monopoly money. Oh, that was a great <laughs> dig. I love that so. shot he's taking across the bow, and I agree. It's not Monopoly money. I've seen it go in and out. Another bet to watch, um, Kez versus Reddick. I think this is this is for sure Keselowski, right? We like Keselowski versus Reddick. Yep. Uh, Blaney versus Logano. I think we like Blaney over Logano, even though the head-to-head tool would say the opposite. I think it's a coin flip. You're getting plus money on Blaney. So there's three of them. Fourth bet to watch. Group C, Chastain, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Reddick, and the chop says? Elliott again. Elliott again. That's two bets for Elliott. That's the first two all year. That is the first two. And I think the fifth and final bet to watch that we have on the board currently is probably Group D, Gibbs, Kozlowski, Bowman, Almirola. Chopper is Ty Gibbs fan club. He could have another T-shirt by next week. I hope. <laughs> there you have it. Five bets to watch brought to you by DraftKings. Guys, I do have some other bets I'd like to talk about. I put a bet in because I can't bet NASCAR, so I get so jealous when I see you guys firing bets in here or there. Um, I got another bet for you. You're going to like this one. Chop is not ready to talk football yet, so you can just zone out. I got Clemson under. Now, when, I, when you're listening here and say, oh, Stevie picks this bet, it must be a good bet. Let me be clear on how I got here. Our old producer came to Pocono, and we sat in our little uh, bus thing. We wait between shows, and me, him, and the professor went through the college schedules, and we just basically pulled these out of our hat. So I'm not going to say these are the best, but see if Chop gets an eyebrow. Clemson under 10.5 wins. They need two losses. I like that. Okay. Duke over six and a half. That I have nothing to do with that. That is purely a JTB. That's a Jeff Burton Duke fan who says for sure over six and a half. So I took it. Colorado over four and a half. I'm on the Dion train. It's going to be oh, on every news so thing, and I that, just want to see it. That Colorado bet, you need to shop it because I've seen three and a half. Where the hell were you when I was tapping the buttons up in Pocono? <laughs> Reach out to me. But yeah, you could it. get it. In the the We're on the Dion train just for the entertainment of it. Oklahoma under nine and a half. I, I don't believe it sooner. So you're I, not I, getting the ten wins. I no. love that one because I was looking at it. Uh, Iowa State, Texas, BYU, TCU, and Oklahoma State. They'd have to win three of those five to win your bet, most likely. See, there you go. And here's the other one: UNC 49ers over two and a half wins. <laughs> Chop's eyes just crossed. You don't even know no, who they play. Ask playing. me in a month. I'll give you Oh, yeah, idea. right, right. So I'm over two and a half wins, and here's why. Because I'm going to just go ahead and write it down. I bet UNC over every single game because they sling the football like drunken sailors. So uh, 
Uh, so I'm going over two and a half. I want to cheer for the home team. They're only a few miles down the road. Can I give you a couple ones that you, you should also take a look at? I'm not saying take them. I'm just saying take a look. I hate, it pains me to say this. Michigan over ten and a half. They would have to lose. To, they would have to lose to both Ohio State and Penn State to lose that bet. They'll have a loss along. You're the trying way. to reverse Rick Allen, your Ohio State team. That no, doesn't work. No, I'm also saying, like in Penn State, Penn State says nine and a half. They can win the. They can win this bet and lose to Ohio State and Michigan. I know, but Penn State always has a dumb loss in the middle of the year to a team that they shouldn't lose to. And then the other one is the Texas over nine and a half. All right, I'll look at it. I'll look at it. All right, guys, we're off to Richmond. Me and the professor are going to try out some disc golf. Uh, so if I come back with poison ivy or a snake bite. You didn't tell us the casino story. Oh, let's talk about the casino story real quick. I fly up Saturday morning to Pocono, go straight to the racetrack. After, no, let's start up. I wake up at 5.30 for a 7.30 flight to get my friends in American Air had canceled my flight or moved it till 3 p.m. So... We jump through hoops to find a new flight. I fly in, go to the track. We work all day, go to the casino. We get there relatively late, have dinner, walk out. You know me. I'm like, I can't stay in a casino. And so I let it ride, had a seat. Professor's not really a gambler. He's following me around. I go down. I sit, set it, let it ride, get some chips. I play, I think it was a $25 table, so I didn't really have much of an option. 25 25 25 There's my three bets. $5 little progressive bet. Because you've got to play the progressive. They throw me three cards. Pick up my let it ride hand. I got two nines. Two tens qualify. And I'm like, oh, Ooh, sh- here we go. So I literally wave the cards like to bring a bet back. And the guy goes, no, sir, you have to put the cards down and then have a hand gesture. You know, every casino has a different rule. Yeah. So I'm like, well, to hell with them. Put the cards down. I'm like, now I'm going to stand. You know, like I'm going to show them. <laughs> the guy to my right sees my hand. He knows I have two nines. Dealer's first card, nine. And, and I'm, I know you're going to find this hard to believe. I'm not paying attention. I'm talking to Russ and this and that and this and that. And the gums. So now the guy kind of elbows me and he's like, hey, man, you're up. I'm like, oh, no, I'll stay. And I'm like, man, wouldn't it be cool if you had another nine? And I'm ah, da, 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 doing me, being me, you know, boom, another nine, four nines. Oh, my gosh. What's that pay? 50 to one on the quarters. Ooh. <laughs> so 1250, 1250, 1250. And the progressive was $1,500. They started counting out purple chips and the professor was like, what the hell just happened? I said, like, no, I don't know. No. That's no, unbelievable. No. So they shut the table down. Like, they go to the cameras to make sure he wasn't cheating. They count all the cards. It took 15 minutes to pay his bet. Wow. I mean, it was a first-hand four did of the, a kind. Did the IRS guy show up at the same time? No. No Ooh. IRS guy. Ooh. Mm-mm. Nice. So they start stacking out the purple chips, and that's when the professor's like, holy smokes. I'm like, and I'm the same way. I'm like, holy smokes. So then <laughs> they the stack up all the chips. Did purple was? <laughs> no. <laughs> so then they stack up all the chips. I give the dealer 100 bucks or, you know, $100 of chip because I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just literally sat down. And I picked up my chips. The professor goes, aren't you playing? I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to the One room. One and done? One and done. It was late anyway. Now, I got up at 530 the next morning and went back down and played some more. But Wow. What happened then? Done. What happened then? Uh, I gave back like a couple hundred bucks. I brought the winnings home. I thought for sure. I didn't see DJ on the broadcast. I thought he was still in the casino. In the casino. <laughs> so, yeah, I've never – I have. I don't know if I've ever had a foreign kai. I've definitely never had one hit wonder. I've never had like oh. sit down one hand. No, never. No, that's not – I mean, listen, that's a Van Wingerden move. That's no, not God. a chop and eye no move. No kidding. Van Wingerden, if you see him rolling the dice, run from across the casino. Somehow get your money on that craps table because he's going to throw dice until the sun comes up. That crapless craps. Crapless craps. All right, that's it. This has been a long one, but we've covered a lot. Whew, man. Chop, come dancing in a new attire. 
We're all going to Bristol for free beer on Dirty Mo Dough. And Travis tried to reverse Rick Allen Michigan football. So, all right, for another Dirty Mo Dough, good luck on all your bets in Richmond. And may have all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.